0: And now your host, multimillionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, i got to tell you a story. In fact, uh, the story has stimulated many stories that I'd like to tell you, but we'll start with the story. Uh, I was out eating dinner last night, and I have the strange life. I, just to give you an idea how strange my life is, is that I wake up at like five or six in the morning, sometimes four. It depends on when my dogs wake me up. And um, I don't know, this last couple of years, I've just become an early bird, so I get up early. And uh, I'm really, I don't have a job. I do one-hour radio, and that's it. So... I really have the whole day to myself to do whatever I want to do. But I get up early and get things done that uh, any type of uh, business things that need to be done uh, for any of my multiple businesses or whatever, and laze around and eat breakfast and whatever, just kind of do it as it comes along. Um, then I get up and go spend the day doing what I want to do about late in the afternoon, I just prefer to work out. So I go work out and then I go get something to eat. And so I eat on a regimented basis because I'm a bodybuilder. I have been since I was 14 years old. And quite honestly, I'm in very, very good shape, ripped to shreds, hard as a rock because of the way I eat now, eating in fitness is about 90% of fitness is eating and the rest is exercise and working out correctly and so forth. But I eat Really four protein meals a day and some carbs with each protein meal, but mostly primarily protein. And um, I do that for so I have a breakfast early in the morning and then at noon I have a protein shake and then I go work out later in the afternoon and then I stop and I go get my dinner slash my solid lunch about four in the afternoon. I'll eat like eight pieces of chicken, uh, eight chicken breasts or actually they're chicken tenders, eight chicken tenders, uh, not fried, they're grilled, and then a salad. And then I go spend my night. That's when my wife gets me. And from that point on, we go out and we do whatever we want to do or whatever. And generally, we end up eating again late at night, somewhere around 9 o'clock at night. And that's the four spread-out meals, about four hours apart all day long. So I'm just giving you an idea of, of... what it's like to eat these four meals a day. So I, why I show up to eat dinner at 9 o'clock at night. And I'm at this restaurant, and we always eat at the bar. Whenever we go to restaurants, if there's a bar, we eat at the bar because we like to meet people, we like to watch the TV, uh, and so on and so forth. So we're sitting at this restaurant, and lo and behold, there's this guy that's always there. And I say always. We've seen him two or three times. So if we've seen him two or three times, he's obviously there on a regular basis. And the guy is a furniture salesman. And he gets into these conversations, and I have to say, he's a bit annoying. And I don't want to be mean about it, because he's not annoying in a mean way. He's just annoying because he's one of the, he's a salesman. He's a furniture salesman. He's been that his whole life. And we're sitting there, and he just, you know, always starts conversations with us. And the conversation we had the other day, Uh, I started directing it back at him to find out a little bit more about the guy, which is always what interests me. And what I found out was the guy's 65 years old. He's been a furniture salesman since he was 20 years old. His dad was in the furniture business. He came here. He works for, in Houston, a a very large firm uh, furniture store here in Houston. It's been around forever. and. so here he is at 65 66 67 years of age something like this about the same age i am and as you go through and you listen to his story what got me was at 66 67 years of age he was talking as if he was a 20 or 30 40 maybe i'd say 30 40 year old kid i mean just he had that belief that he was still in the upward mobility of his life. And he the point I'm getting to is he really had no idea that he was working 12 hours a day, five days a week, or maybe six, like I was when I was in my 20s. And it didn't seem to bother him. It was like I've been doing it since I was 20 years old. This doesn't everybody work 12 hours a day and stand on a floor and sell furniture. I mean, isn't that the way people live? You go to work and work 12 hours. It's a 12-hour sales shift. So whatever that shift may be, when I was in the health club business, my shift was 9 in the morning till 9 at night. Or if I came in late, it was 10 in the morning till 10 at night. It was a 12-hour shift. And that was just the way we worked. And that's the way this guy works. And the guy he works for is a real hard-nose. And uh, that's why the guy is very successful. So my point I'm getting to is this guy had no idea at 67 years of age, whatever he was, that he was still working like a slave. Now, maybe he did and he just wouldn't let it on because he's a salesman. I mean, that's what da-da-da-da-da-da. And what do I mean when I say dun dun down? done Because that's always what I say about salesmen. I say, it, it reminds me, it takes me back to something somebody told me one day. He said, do you realize that Johnny Carson was on TV for 30 years? And during that time, he went through like 10 divorces. And every single night, he had to come out. That curtain would open. He had to come out with a smile on his face. And that's the way professional salespeople are. It's like they, the the door opens, the phone call starts. They meet you on the sales floor. Or they meet you at the bar. The first the, the little light goes on in their head and you go da-da-da and that's the music they played before Johnny Carson would walk out. So whenever I meet salesmen, whenever I think of that situation, I'm always in my brain going like okay, here it comes. Da-da-da-da-da-da da da For the, those of you who are old enough to remember Johnny Carson, that was his theme song. And so You know, I'm talking to this guy, and the further I got into the conversation, the more sad the story really was. Now, I'm going somewhere with this, by the way, and it's about retirement. It's about money. But the story itself was just so interesting. So the guy had been with a woman and never married her, but been with her for 30 years or whatever. 20, 30. I don't know what it was. it was. I think it was like 30. And she left him. And it happened about a year ago, because a year ago, what happened was this guy that owned these stores owned a store had decided to open another store. And the guy prided himself in only owning one store. And then out of nowhere, when the guy was like 65, 70 years of age, he said he was going to open two more stores because he had two daughters. and wanted to give each daughter a store to run. Well, the, the daughters didn't like the business. They tried it fell apart, so he had to get other people. So he took this guy out of his main store. that had been working for him for 30 years and said, I'm moving you all the way to the other side of town and putting you in this store. And the guy was in charge of mattresses. Now, can you imagine that? If you're not in charge of this store. You're not getting up and getting excited about going and being the manager of a store at 67 years of age. You're the store mattress manager. That's all you do is manage the mattress sales in that store, the deliveries and so on and so forth of mattresses. Now, you're 67 years old and you've promoted to mattresses. I'm not putting the guy down. I'm just saying he just was delusional to where he was. Today, I'm talking about retirement and how some people will never get there, how some people believe that they can and don't, how some people just give up on retirement. They have no idea. So I'm talking to this guy at this bar, and he's told me a lot about himself, and I've shared that in the first segment here, but the guy's 67 years old. He's recently just got a job, quote-unquote, promotion, which was really—he got kicked out of the store he's worked at for 30 years and sent to another store an hour away from where he lives. So he's doing this hour drive. He works 12 hours a day, so now he's at a 14-hour day with the drive included. And his girlfriend-slash-significant-other for 30 years says, you know, I just can't put up with it anymore. And she leaves him. And, I mean— the guy's like 67, 66, whatever. I think he's like 66. I, I, I thought he was one year older than me, so I think he's 67. But whatever, it's irrelevant. He's sitting here at a bar by himself every time I see him. And I always come in with my wife. I don't go anywhere without her. She and I are, you know, like joined at the hip. 15 years together now, and just like we're like best friends. And that doesn't mean we don't fight, but we just do everything together different kind of life he's all alone Um, of course I don't have a job she has a job of running an apartment complex which is pretty open and flexible that she does and she's running her own so she's her own boss So, um, different, different situation but still we're sitting there with this guy and he's just as happy as can be on the surface he starts talking about I've got to start dating again and we got in the conversation about dating. I'm thinking, look, you're 67 years old and you're you're back on the street again. You're working 12, 14 hours a day. Oh, he got it down to 12 hours again. He moved. He finally, after she left him, he decided to go ahead and move over to the other side of town. So it was closer to where he worked. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, wouldn't you hate to be in your 60s and see no end to it because this guy saw no end to it. In fact, he was, he, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it was inevitable that he was going to work in his 70s and 80 years of age for this guy who's already in his 70s that owns the store. And that, you know, he in his mind, I'm this guy's right hand man. I've been doing this. He couldn't survive without me. I'm blah, 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 blah. When we talk to the guy and you talk about his youth, he was a model. And he pulled out pictures of how good looking he was when he was young. And now he was old, worn out, fat. And again, I'm not saying this to be mean or pejorative to the guy. I'm talking about life in general. This guy's just a part of it. He's fallen into that. I'm giving up 67 years of my life and I'm nowhere. I've got no future. I got no view of retirement. There's nothing. I don't even have view of a girlfriend, or a life. I have none. This was, in my mind, the perfect example of what I call a person who's living a life of quiet desperation. He just has nothing. As I thought about this story this morning, I was thinking, you know, I need to look this up and find out how many people really feel that way about life. And I, I pulled up an article, and I thought it was rather interesting. Because it doesn't look like the average person feels that way. It's almost like people are delusional as to what's going on. And this article is, here. here is the age when many Americans hope to retire. And it says the average American hopes to retire by age 62. But exactly when people hope to stop working varies by generation, working longer has certain advantages, particularly with regard to Social Security and Medicare. So how do you solve the problem of not having enough money for retirement? You don't retire. And you just put it off another year in advance, another year in advance, another year in advance. You just keep putting it off, and keep working, thinking, well, at some point something's going to change. I'm going to save enough money or I'll have high enough Social Security because if you don't take it, You get a little bit more by not taking it, et cetera. You've all heard those stories. You can all go to a financial planner and hear all that stuff. But for me, I looked it up. It takes mine from like $3,000 a month to like $4,000 a month or something like that. I paid in the maximum you could possibly pay in my entire life. Uh, So I'm, I'm at the highest level of Social Security, which is weird. You know, you're a rich guy. You get the highest level of Social Security. Well, I paid into it now. I'll have to pay taxes on it when I get it back out because I make money. If You know, anyway, if I took it, I'm just not going to take it for now. I might take it when I'm really, really old. But for now, people need that money. Government needs it more than I do. So read on in this article, and it talks about, which I thought was interesting, that the, the theory of when you retire changes per generation. So it goes on and says the youngest Generation Generation Y, ages 25 to 40 years of age now, plan to retire at an average age of 59 years of age. Now, remember, you don't even get Social Security until you're 59 and a half. You can't get your your 401K until you're 59 and a half. So I guess these guys are planning, like, just I'm out as soon as I can. I'll have all that money in the 401K. You know, half a year later, I'll be able to pull it out. I'll be getting Social Security, which, by the way, I think the minimum... You can get starts in 59, something like that, 59 and a half. I'm not sure. Uh, it seems to me that the regular amount is 62 years of age or 63 years of age just to get the regular amount. So if you retire earlier than that, you're going to get less than your regular amount. So um, you know, that's just kind of the way they've got it planned out in their mind. Then when you go to the Generation X group, which is ages 41 to 56, you uh, they plan to retire by an average age of 60. Now, I don't know what the significance is of uh, 59 to 60 years of age. What do they think? that Okay, well, I'm just, I am know now. I guess I'm at that age where I've looked at it. I'm 41 to 56. I've thought about it now. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to wait until I'm 60 because I need to make sure that I can get my Social Security. I need to make sure I can get my 401K money out without paying the penalty on it, et cetera. Now, baby boomers, which are ages 57 to 75, which is what I fall into, uh, they indicated they plan to work longer with an average expected retirement age of 68 years of age. So that's my age group and our age group, really, probably whoever's listening here, 57 to 75 years of age. This is the age where you get serious about thinking about this stuff. The, The people before were just pipe dreaming it and they were just going through their job and their everyday life. And- They haven't really ran into life yet. The older you get, the more you realize that stuff happens. You know, stuff happens, cars break down, babies happen. I read a whole article about how retirement was put off quite a bit for many people because of COVID. Unexpected, they had to dig into the retirement savings to survive while they're off their job. Um, A lot of people's retirement got whacked because of COVID. Stuff happens. You have babies, you have kids going to college, you have grandkids. It's all there. And it all just digs away until the reality starts to sink in. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dale Walmsley Radio Show. creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. A woman came up to me a couple years ago. She goes, you know, Dell, this retirement stuff's great and everything, but I got a problem. I go, what's that? She goes, I married my husband for good, bad, ugly, for the rest of our life, better or worse. But not to have him at home with me every day. Get him out of here. Sound like a problem you'd want? Learn how to retire in five years or less. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Womsey Radio Show. Today we're talking about retirement and how people all, when they're younger, believe that they're going to retire. Young people seem to believe it's going to be a simple thing to do. The older you get, however... The more you realize that life gets in the way of that simple little task of retirement and uh, it gets more difficult and more difficult and more difficult because stuff comes up and it eats away your retirement funds. Right. And the point I was making when I was telling the story about the, the guy at the bar was that here's a guy 67 years of age. He hasn't even begun begun to think about retirement. I mean, it wasn't even in his lexicon, in his vocabulary. It wasn't there. He had no thought of it at all, which means he's going to work till he's 70 or 80 years of age. And I know people that do that. Now, I just want to tell you, the reason I told you my story about what my day is like is because I have like six major hobbies. I mean, they're hobbies and they're major. And. I'm busy as can be, all day long, every day, doing the stuff I want to do. And I've been doing that since I was 34 years old when I retired. And I'm thinking, some of these people have never, ever, ever had the opportunity to do what they want to do. Now, I'm going to tell you another story that parallels this. When I worked in the health clubs, and Valley Health Clubs, uh, I had a guy uh, that, that was my boss. And he was probably in his 50s when I worked for him, something like that, early 50s. I was in my 20s. And his story was this. He said, "Dell, here's the secret to life is that um, maybe he was in his 40s. Maybe he was just 10 years older than me, something like that. So here's the secret to life. Um, I'm going to work 60 hours a week, um, twice as much as anybody else works, so I can make a lot more money and save it up, and then... I will have saved up enough money to retire at early age, and by the time I'm 40, I'm going to be on a bicycle in France riding around with beautiful women. That was his story. And at the time, I was a competitive bodybuilder, and he was asking me, you know, you're working 12 hours a day. That wasn't part of his statement, but his statement was, why do you even do this bodybuilding stuff? I said, you know. Life is more than just a job. You've got to have some things in life you enjoy doing that you want to compete at, that you want to uh, spend your life accomplishing things other than just work. And he goes, yeah. He says that doesn't put any money on the table. He said a little trophy doesn't get you anything, blah, blah, blah. He was really negative about me being a bodybuilder. Um, He was an ex-pro football player, which made like one year in the pro league, and then he got cut. And so I think maybe that was a little bit of his burn in his gut that he didn't make it as an athlete. However, when this guy finally lost his job, and I quit, and the company and retired at 34 years of age, and about within 5 to 10 years after that, the company went belly up completely. And he lost his job, and he was out on the street in his 60s. So he wasn't retired at 40. He wasn't even retired at 60. Now at 60s he's retired because he was forced into retirement. And you know what the guy started doing? He became a bodybuilder. He became a 65-year-old bodybuilder and competed in the seniors' bodybuilding contest. He wasn't any good, but the bottom line was that's his dream. For all those years that he's putting me down about it, he was probably just eating his gut out that he didn't do it, couldn't do it, wasn't able to do it. Because he had a job, full-time job, whatever. So now here he is. He's got no job and he's got no life. And what does he do? He resorts back to being a bodybuilder. And it's just sad. The guy died. He's, he's dead now. And it, it's sad because the guy never got the bicycle in France. The guy never got the good-looking girls. He never got any of the stuff that he thought he was going to get. His theory was wrong. On the other hand, when I quit him 33 years ago, when I quit my job at 34 years of age, I retired. He couldn't stand it. He couldn't understand how I did it. He just didn't do want anything to do with it. But he did, however, start buying some real estate, he did buy an apartment complex. Because he thought, you know, he wasn't going to admit that he saw what I did, but he was going to start doing it. So why is it that people get in this situation? Because most people are living in the moment. And day-to-day activity takes up so much of your life. How do you break that day-to-day activity? Well, you have to you have to lean into the pain. You have to lean into the pain of getting up and going to the cubicle every day. And I don't know which is worse, the cubicle or the treadmill. Uh, you know, the little squirrel cage where you're all running that little squirrel cage all day long. I equate that to like being a salesman. When I worked in the health club business, I mean, I was up all day long running around, selling people memberships. Working people out, doing whatever I did. Uh, but it was busy all the time. You were just in that, running, 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 running run on that little, you know, gerbil cage wheel. When I worked in a finance company, it was just sitting in the cubicle all day long. I remember watching the clock go tick, 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 tick. It was terrible. And then the drive to work and the drive home from work. And by the time you got home, you were just tired, worn out, had nothing left. You have to lean into that pain, guys. The only time you're going to make a change in life, and I'm trying to remember what Tony Robbins said. It's a great quote, if I can remember it. He says, um, change doesn't happen till the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. I'm going to say that again. I might have said it backwards. The, the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And we all don't like change. But if that pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of change, then you're going to get out there and you're going to do something about it. And that, I guess, is really what it comes down to, is that you've got to lean into that pain to want to get out of it. Now, our members retire anywhere from two to five years on average. I used to call it, when I wrote the course originally, I wrote it as five to seven years because it was very conservative, and I showed how you could take anybody in retirement seven years if they did what we do. Um, but most people got it done in three to five years. Some people got it done in two. In fact, there's a whole group of people out here that wackos that run around with David Fisher who do this deuces thing. They're sticking these two fingers up in your face, and I guess that means they did it in two years. Okay, so there's a whole group of these people. I try to avoid them as much as possible because it's pretty dumb to me. But they, they're out there bragging that they retired in two years after they started. Like I said, I believe three to five years is probably an appropriate um, estimation for the average person to be able to do something like this. Now, why can't the average person retire? That's the question we got to ask ourselves. So we go over here, and I pulled this up this morning so I had some facts to cover. And the real problem is two-part. The first part is people believe you can retire with a pile of money. And that is the wrong envisionment. Retirement, and the reason I was able to retire and the reason I was able to become very wealthy is because I changed my belief system that a pile of money is useless. What you need is income. So if you take that pile of money and go create income with it, you can retire. All you have to do is build up enough income to replace your earned income, and now you can live off your passive income, right? Most people don't look at it that way. They look at it as being a pile of money. I have to have enough money so when I retire, I can live off that pile. I can just deplete the pile and live off of it. And the goal then is to die before I run out of money. I mean, that's literally their retirement plan. I will die before I run out of money. Now, if you don't got very much money, you better start looking for a new to to hang yourself because you're just not going to be able to stay with the money that long. The money's going to go away very quickly. How quickly? Well, let's take a look at how much money average person has. And I want you to think about how much money you take to live. When you, when you think about it, what does your cost of living actually add up to? So here's the numbers as they are in this uh, article. Ages eighteen to twenty four, the median amount of savings is four thousand seven hundred and forty five dollars. Can you imagine that? You got four thousand bucks, five thousand bucks for your name, that's it. Okay? Now back when I was twenty five years old, that probably was pretty good. Uh ages twenty five to twenty nine, that would be my kids, now my kids are in the thirties now, and they'd have an average of ten thousand, nine ninety four hundred dollars saved up. And ages 30 to 34, which is all all of our kids would fall into that age group. They're all in that age group. Uh, they got an average of 21,734. Now, I would believe that every single one of my kids have more than that saved up. But still, that's not an unrealistic number for an average kid at 30, 34 years of age. From 35 to 39, they've got an average of 48,710. Now, that's an interesting jump. Uh, for just five years more, they've doubled that amount of money. I think what happens at 30 to 34 is they get out of that McDonald's job and that bartender job and they get into a real job and they start thinking about household savings and so on and so forth. Ages 40 to 44, they have 100000 So, again, it doubles again from ages 40 to 45. Today we're talking about retirement and or not retiring which seems to be more common these days, Uh, no matter what age people believe they're going to retire, when they get closer and closer and closer to it, they have less and less and less confidence that it can actually be done, that they will actually retire. And financial planners out there have no answer for it other than to work longer. Uh, Work longer is is a great statement because they can use the argument that your Social Security goes up if you work longer, but... They can make the argument that you can save a few more years, but it's still, it's wrong. It's wrong because that's not how you retire. You retire by replacing your earned income with passive income, not by having a larger pile of money. As we went to break, we were talking about the fact, which I thought was interesting, that between age 30 and age 35, you the median amount of savings goes from 21000 to 48000 That's quite a bit of jump. And... When you think about it, $48,000 compared to 21 is double or better the amount. But if someone wanted to retire, could they retire on $48,000? I mean, that's not even a year's worth of income. When you get to 40, it goes up to 100,000, 101. And that's between 40 and 44. The median is 101. So that's double again the 48 that was at 35 to 39. So a doubles again. And I still ask you at age 44 years of age, how many out there could live how long on $100,000 before it be gone, right? Before it be gone. Say, well, I could put it to work. You can put it to work right now in like a, a bond at 3% and make $3,000 a year. I don't think you can last long on $3,000 a year. Uh, ages 45 to 49, it jumps up another $50,000 to $148,000. And then ages 50 to 54 it actually goes down now that's interesting why would it go down savings go down once you get to be 50 years of age I'm trying to think what would change at that point where your savings would go down maybe it's that age where you're putting your kids through college huh maybe it's that age where you're helping your kids buy their first home I don't know taking care of grandkids I don't know what it is but maybe you just got tired Maybe life's major problems occur. Maybe you bought a home when you were 20 or 30 years of age, and now it's 30 years old and it needs repairs. I don't know. But age 55 to 59, it goes back up. In fact, it goes up to $223,000, which is quite a bit of an increase, about, a, about eighty $80,000 increase. And then from ages 60 to 64, which would actually be the retirement age, the median amount of savings is 221000 then from that age forward, savings actually goes down, believe it or not. So that means people are living off of it, and it's going away. They're not working anymore. My question to you is the median is $221,000. Could you live on $221,000, and if so, how long? If you're making $100,000 a year, that's two years worth of income. If you're making $200,000 a year, like some of you are, that's one year's income. How do you turn that into retirement? I don't get it. And why would you want to? You go, if I work one more year, I make another $100,000, $200,000. And I only have a dollars $200,000. I could double, you know, make more in a year than I've saved up in 60 years of my life. Why would you quit? And the answer is most people don't. They don't ever retire. Yet. At Lifestyles, we have 50,000 clients. We've retired tens of thousands of people because all they simply did was change the way they saw the world. In other words, it's not the pile of money. That money is useless sitting there in your 401K. The money is useless sitting there in your IRA. The money is useless sitting there in your paid and full home. Take those three, which are probably the largest equity positions in most people's lives, Take all your 401k work, IRA work, take all of your home value equity you have in your home, take your 401k and everything that's in it, and then answer me this question, how much did it pay you this year? And the answer is none of that stuff paid you any money. Your house cost you money. You put money into your 401k, so it cost you money, and you put money in your IRA, so it cost you money. Nothing you have is paying you money. The difference My real estate pays me money every single month. I earn money. Now, at the very same time, my real estate asset value goes up, so my net worth and equity go up. And something that none of the other two give you is I get tax benefits. I don't have to pay taxes on most of the income I earn in my passive investments. To simply understand the way the tax code works, the way investments work, basically cash flow investments as opposed to equity growth investments, is all the difference in the world. Um, I started buying grocery stores this year. And I just, it was one of those things that when we had the uh, COVID, I was seeing what isn't shut down and grocery stores are not being shut down. So I said, okay, grocery stores sound good. So I started buying grocery stores. And everyone I bought produced for me another anywhere from seven to ten thousand dollars a month more income. I said well do you're already wealthy. you make tons of money every month. What is another ten thousand dollars for you? And that's like asking a guy that makes 150000 dollars a year why another four or five hundred dollars a month on a house makes any sense. It's not the four or five hundred dollars for the house. It's the fact you know you can buy ten of them and make. Forty to $50,000 a month. That's the secret. And it's in the grocery stores, it wasn't the $10,000 a month. It was the fact that I bought 10 of them. So it's $100,000 a month. $100,000 a month doesn't even put a scratch in what I earn a month. But what it does do is it gives me the ability to have this extra cash to spend on my wife and my kids and my grandkids, uh, my toys, my hobbies. It's just extra cash. I don't have to dig into any of my heavy duty investments that really provide for our life. So think about it, my friends. If you want to retire, you're going to need to make some changes in your belief system. And if you want that help, you've got to come see us. Remember always though, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.